0: Welcome to The Menu Bar. I'm Zach Saichi, and my co-host Andrew J. Clark is back this week for a very special, somewhat heavy episode. We discuss our recent injuries, what happened in Hawaii, the paralytic fear that comes with being real and honest, the stories we tell ourselves, the lack of substance in political extremism, how corporations are making government obsolete, how we cheat ourselves out of real experiences, and we ask... Where do we go from here? This is episode 30. They're going to get you absolutely. Welcome to the menu bar, a place to relax, talk tech, and drink. I have no notes. I have not, I'm not prepared.
1: <laughs> Terrible interviewer.
0: And it is just like any other episode. Oh, good. I just activated Siri. That was good.
1: <laughs> special guest siri
0: special guest siri yeah that's a pretty good idea actually um welcome to the show siri
1: (laughs) zach why don't you use me anymore
0: (laughs) would you like to search the web for yeah (laughs) 2011 was so good for us i'm thinking we should i I, I could do that for a whole hour um just going (laughs) back and forth with siri uh searching the web for
1: absolutely she's getting to know you that's right (laughs) so how are you buddy (laughs) Well, uh, it's been a big couple
0: of weeks. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, welcome to the show, my very oh, special my guest.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Uh, uh, Kaichi? Uh,
0: yeah, it's close enough. It's close enough. I'll, cool, cool. It's fine.
1: Big fan, big fan. Long time follower, first time caller.
0: Yeah. Have you been a listener to this show?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty good
0: pretty good like yeah. what about the last few episodes have you heard those oh they've been
1: they've been fantastic and of course I i've
0: heard those don't believe you whatsoever <laughs> you have listened to these
1: episodes um <laughs> so seriously uh and so how you been dude it uh, you know what? i'm actually surprisingly good I, <laughs> good that being said i did throw out my back on the weekend so it's been a very chill week but
0: well, you know you threw out your back i got into a massive car wreck i mean
1: it's not a competition
0: it I mean, I I didn't (laughs) mean for it to be a competition, but apparently the universe thinks it's a competition.
1: (laughs) I talked to our mutual friend and driver in that accident, Jeff, and he said you guys were talking about me when the collision happened.
0: That is actually true. I hadn't even thought, I hadn't thought about that. That is interesting. So this is your fault. And I got injured on the same day. It's your fault. (laughs) It's like sympathy (laughs) pains, but times 100. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good show title. I
1: feel like I'm still on the better side of that equation. But you know what? It's just nice to be involved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, wait, 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 wait. OK, I'll tell you about my car accident. But how did you how did you throw out your back? How? Why are you having back pain, Andrew?
1: No, like, it's so uninteresting. I went on a hike, which was going to be an eight mile hike and turned into a 13 mile hike up and down a mountain. And my fitness level is okay. I'm swimming every day, which is sort of helping a bit, but I'm not yet at a mountaineering stage.
0: I mean that's about double the the hikes that we went on in Hawaii.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this was this there was a lot of hills in in this one. And those
0: nearly killed me. So I think if <laughs> I had gone on the 13 mile hike, that would have actually killed me. So I'm gonna say There you go.
1: Worse than the car accident.
0: I, I'm well, I don't know about I'm gonna say it's about on par. I'm gonna say on there you par. Go. Getting hit at 60 miles per hour on the freeway, 13-mile hike,
1: about the same. (laughs) The the surreal thing is that like, I was fine during it. It's like, oh, wow, this is nice and, oh, this is testing me. This is kind of cool. I'm feeling kind of buzzy. I'm getting some endorphins, seeing all the nature and everything. And then the next day I realized, oh, dear, I've I've made a tremendous mistake here. Huge (laughs) mistake. Big mistake. (laughs) So I've just been lying down watching Netflix uh, since then nice did you know netflix makes a lot of kind of crappy shows did you know they make some really amazing shows too they they do both of them i wish their spread was a little more i wish their average was a little higher maybe you're just choosing the wrong shows andrew but they're suggesting them to me Mm. they know me Hmm. have you seen the new sabrina
0: no but i that's on the top of my list so this is this is problem number one is you just you didn't binge (laughs) sabrina like day one gotcha so uh, i have a lot of problems yeah the, the chilling adventures of sabrina is probably my new favorite show on netflix it's kind of the right intersection of every single thing that i'm interested in it's got witches it's got <laughs> teenage drama <laughs> uh, it's uh, i'm a, i'm a huge fan of 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 buffy uh, and i'm a huge fan of veronica mars and this show kind of like melds the two because it's very noir and very kind of otherworldly in that it takes place in present day but as near as i can tell nobody uses a smartphone
1: <laughs> a better world
0: right and and then and then, but then it's also got all this occult stuff and what i like about it is it doesn't fuck around um so like these kinds of shows would fuck used to fuck around. Like they, they wouldn't actually say, oh yeah, witches were, you know, they're we're worshiping Satan and uh, you know, have the pentagrams <laughs> all out and everything. This show, nah, they're just yeah, we it's it's you know, Satanism. She is half evil. She's trying to be good, but it's actually, <laughs> you know, her powers are from wow. hell, basically, is what I'm trying to get at.
1: No fucking around. I like that a lot.
0: No fucking around. And it's it's a it's just super well done. Um, it's not what you would expect uh, from a remake of a 90s uh, sitcom.
1: <laughs> I don't know if the 90s sitcom can exist in this day and age.
0: Apparently, apparently it I can. Mean, I mean, I guess
1: the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. But, but can they be good? Like there was, there was a weird earnestness to 90s sitcoms. I mean, we saw
0: this with um, Roseanne when it came back. And um, well, mm. now it's off the air for various
1: reasons. <laughs> A lot of, <laughs> lot of various reasons. I, th- I believe it's back sans Roseanne.
0: And, you know, so like minus the drama that surrounded the show, I kind of enjoyed it for the bit of time that it was back. But um, you're right about the lack of earnestness. Everyone... Um, everyone's always like second guessing each other's motivations and intentions now. Um, And like even uh, creators of these shows, I don't think they can help it. They just like, there's just backdoor stuff that makes it through. Like Roseanne Mm -hmm. couldn't exist today unless if it addressed sort of the political landscape. And so anything that's going to address the political landscape is going to naturally fall into extremes and weirdness and, you know and then there's
1: pitchforks yeah um <laughs> and even if it didn't address that stuff the audience would be hyper aware of that correct oh, and 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 if it didn't address that
0: stuff people would say well this seems false because how can you yeah. do Roseanne without <laughs> addressing the, like you know so it's, it's yeah. like it's like they were screwed either way and then on you know and then of course you've just got the fact that Twitter exists now and cast certain cast members say maybe the person that <laughs> the, <laughs> the show titular is Roseanne literally based around, they can now go on things like Twitter and it's just a very yeah. different situation. The, the, you can't have the earnestness. I don't think of those 90 shows.
1: Yeah. Well, it feels like everything is at stake all of the time. Every moment, every scene is like connected to the rest of reality and culture. Right. Right. In a way, which is really hard to have a quiet, intimate moment, because actually, it's about this postmodern machination and uh, reflecting on this, and, blah, 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 and you know, and everyone just—it's like every—it's like every pond is connected, so every ripple affects every other ripple.
0: Yeah, I mean, as the world has grown to be more and more um, connected, and we all have access to all this stuff, we are all uh, constantly on high anxiety, and everyone is going gray early. Basically,
1: <laughs> yeah, your uh, your beard is showing
0: some of that. You shush, my <laughs> friend. Um, <laughs> I think I've gone like fifty percent more gray since Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, yeah. So, like in the time since, so first of all, we never even talked about Hawaii, but no. but but the, and then but then the things that have happened since Hawaii. I'm not going to get into <laughs> all of it, but a, I've done a lot of things. Yeah. Uh I've moved. Uh I've helped sell a house. Uh I'm taking care of my kids full time again. Uh like it's just it's just been bonkers stuff and um it's good stuff. It's good stuff, but yeah, it's it's been crazy craziness.
1: Do you find all of that like on the one hand that could be very scary and overwhelming, but on the other hand rising to a challenge can be very addicting and very empowering. I am s- I am
0: super into rising to a challenge, but the universe cool. can chill out a little bit. At the yeah. point. Like the, the, the car accident was just like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't even list that in that list. It's a little things. over the top. Like, really? Hmm.
1: Now, was a car accident in your to-do list or not?
0: Did you manifest it? You know, it wasn't in my to-do list, but it's possible it was a subconscious sub-item <laughs> that I manifested just, that. Uh... Like, I just really <laughs> wanted to get into a near-death um, experience.
1: And you know what, Zach? You did.
0: I did. did, and I walked away from it. I think, uh, hold on, let me look at my hand. I still have, like, a minor scrape on my hand. So, that car accident, you know, you, now you saw the pictures, and anyone who follows me on I Twitter did. saw a couple of the pictures. The car, the front of the car was totaled. It was, yeah. and and where the other car impacted our Prius, um, like, two inches the other way, and it would <laughs> have slammed straight, in, straight into me. Um Jeez like and then there was a rod sticking out of the back of the car <laughs> that and if that rod had been 2 inches the other way would have gone through my head like uh-huh. you know it, it is crazy stuff and then when it, when the actual thing is happening like when, when the you know when i saw like okay this is going to happen there's a car oh shit and now it's happening and then the car is like flipping <laughs> like inception and everything's going in super slow very much like inception in fact the time dilation thing even happens um but yeah the everything's super slow and i'm just thinking as the car is rolling okay not dead Mm, (laughs) not dead Mm, still not dead Mm, might be dead, but might also be hallucinating at this point. And then, (laughs) then finally, like I land, you know, we land on this fricking guardrail, which is across the fricking median from where we were, um, on an incline. So the car went up flipped (laughs) and, and was the other way around on a guardrail. Did you ever play burnout? I did. And it was, there was a lot like the, the average, uh, you know, burnout collision, um, (laughs) But, you know, uh, know, um, good on you, Toyota, for for however the hell you build your cars, although the airbags didn't go off. I don't know if that's a feature or a flaw. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the airbags going off would have helped or hurt. But, Uh yeah, no, anyway, you know, was able to get out of the vehicle, barely. (laughs) 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 Kind of stumbling around for the first few minutes, look over my friend Jeff, my friend Jeff. His uh the back of his head is bleeding all over the place. And I'm like, oh shit. Um <laughs> and it turned out to be a fairly like minor uh scrape on the back of his head. But at the time, uh it looked terrible. I mean, he's bleeding all over the place. And so I was just super concerned about him. Uh luckily there was an E someone who was an EMT who saw the whole thing behind us, and he immediately came in for assistance before there were, you know, wow. cops and ambulances or anything. But anyway, um, so somehow I survived that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and me and my friend Jeff. And uh, yeah. it's, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I get some insurance
1: money or something out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's not where I thought that was going, but, but I salute it.
0: I, 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 as the passenger in a situation like that, it's still kind of unclear to me where my rights stand. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll sort that out in the behind the scenes of the menu bar.
1: God, the Patreon, exclu- uh, Patreon exclusive. Patreon
0: exclusive. <laughs> How did things shake out for Zach
1: after this car accident? Cut to Judge Judy. <laughs> wow. So is that like shaking you up? Is that still present in your kind of daily awareness? Or is it already feel like a million years ago?
0: Oh, no, it feels like yesterday. So the bizarre thing... Um and then this has happened to me every time I've gotten into an accident. I've always been yeah. super calm in those situations, and the same thing happened here, but there was a violence to how quickly this happened and how um how violent it just it was mm. uh and at the time, I was like, "I'm okay." But then, uh, you know, after a few days, I get flashes of the thing in my head, yeah, uh, kind of at random, and it's a it's a little little jolting. It's a little, Mm. uh, you know, post traumatic stress or something like that. Um, It definitely causes you to put life into a different perspective, for sure. Have you have you been in any 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 things that are that close of a call?
1: Yeah, I went over an intersection on a foggy day where I should have stopped and did not. Um, So that's my bad. Uh, And then I hit the back of a truck that was passing, which totaled the front of my car and, you know, split second earlier and I would have gone straight into the front of it, which would not have been good.
0: It's interesting. Everyone I talk to seems to have been in at least one of these things. So maybe it's maybe statistically the fact that I walked away with no... uh, with no damage is not as rare as i might think yeah
1: maybe cars are actually just built better now i don't know i don't think so i think i think driving and being in the world is just an intrinsically tremendously dangerous affair but we've just not we've just normalized it we think it's normal
0: i guess the people that have gone through it and didn't make it i can't really talk to so um, yeah there is that
1: hard to, hard to interview them there's a, so there's a selection bias happening there. yeah there's a little bit of a selection <laughs> bias uh <laughs> we need a medium we need like a you we
0: know, need a, H- a Haley joel osmond type you know i tried super hard to find like an exorcist to bring on this mm-hmm. show uh, i thought that How'd would that be go? super cool uh i couldn't find anyone that was uh, legitimate all, all, I, all i could find were like uh, by legitimate i mean like maybe they've worked for the vatican or something like that yeah uh, um, <laughs> lots of lots of uh, charlatans off the street now, but but uh, the, sure. I, wa- I wanted the real deal. I wanted to see if I could bring a real exorcist on the so- on the show and see what their thoughts are on the
1: new iPad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they like the pencil because it's good for scripture. Is this device possessed? <laughs> <laughs> thoughts.
1: <laughs> so it's been a big month, you would say.
0: It's been a. Uh, <laughs> It's been the biggest month of my life. Uh and it it doesn't it doesn't show any particular signs of stopping yet. So Yeah. You know, it's 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 cool though. I mean lots of lots of huge changes uh all around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: And things are things are definitely moving forward and um yeah, to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right on, dude. That's good. Yeah. And uh you know uh, how, how have how have other things been with you, Andrew?
1: Well, I mean, definitely our trip to Hawaii shook things up right. a lot, <laughs> which we can get into, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then me going back to Hawaii to spend time with our mutual friend and my mentor um, continued to shake things up, but kind of in a more slightly more productive way. Interesting, interesting.
0: So, what do you? I mean, if I can ask. Um, and without, you know, the special knowledge of being your friend and kind of knowing. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> putting that to aside.
0: Right, putting that aside, uh, what, what kinds of things have you been going through?
1: Well, the big thing that came about most recently is uh, questions of focus mm. and narrative. Um, I have a tremendous tendency to sort of, tell stories in a way, and which makes me sound like kind of crazy as I'm saying that out loud, but like we all live in a kind of narrative version of our own reality, you know, that's mm. how we sort of get up and make sense of it. Like, all right, I'm doing well. I'm, I've got this job and I'm living in this place and this is who I am and, you know, we sort of tell ourselves that little story. Um, but the issue is I have a tendency to kind of believe those stories too much um, to the point where it can start to become unhelpful it can start to kind of take over. And as that story kind of diverges from reality, I kind of lean into the story more than the reality side of it. So, you know, we went to Hawaii and I just was kind of high on my own existential supply and thought I was doing you this huge, tremendous, big favor. And then it turned out, oh no, this whole thing is a giant ego trip for me, ultimately. Uh, You you just sort of had to hang around me while I was falling apart and melting you know, before your very eyes.
0: It's it's so fascinating. We both went on the same trip, and I noticed everything going on with you, but we, I think we had massively divergent experiences or, or yeah. takeaways, and I, I think that's because <laughs> I just had never done anything like that before.
1: I, I went in with great expectations for sort of who I was and where I was at in my kind of just in myself, you know, in my right. emotional state and spiritual journey, and all the woo woo and blah blah blah. Um, so to go there and realize, oh, that's all a lie. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> that's just a big charade. And I've, you know, just been layering on mask after mask. Time to pull those off, like a, like a, like a butterfly, but like a forced <laughs> butterfly, but more violent. Right. Um, <laughs> violent butterfly. I like that. Mm. Um, Yeah, and so then coming back has been very humbling and a real process of, okay, reset, delete all the apps, slow the fuck down and shut up Mm. and just get really, really quiet. So then when I went back, did more journeying, blah, 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 all that sort of fun stuff, um, I've just come back sort of feeling like, all right, this is kind of the last chance in a way. The universe is like karmically striking me harder and harder as I, misbehave and feed my ego and bro look at me i'm doing all this yoga and meditation come come follow me oh you're so you're so lucky to be my friend you know that kind of like secret little <laughs> ego story which i assume everyone has some version of that um i
0: think everyone absolutely has a story or a narrative that they tell right i mean yeah. isn't that what the every you know isn't that what's happening on the internet to people is yeah well not just on the internet. i mean this is this goes back to the beginning of of man (laughs) starting to become self-aware it just comes with the territory of self-awareness is as you start to know and as you start to grapple with things like your own mortality or whatever the only reasonable way to deal with that is to tell yourself a story it seems
1: it seems to be at the basis of cognition on some level right like like to even think is to tell yourself little stories little narratives
0: absolutely and i think you know this is where mythology has been super helpful um mm. throughout the ages right uh if you can kind of give yourself unto a power greater than yourself um the self awareness stuff <laughs> and all of our uh psychoses that that come along with uh knowing more and more um if you're able to give, give yourself unto some kind of higher power, uh, I think it, I think it's easier to deal with the whole self-awareness problem.
1: And it means you can kind of take your hands off the wheel, uh, so to speak.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I went through uh, a lot of my own stuff, you know, going to Hawaii. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons I never took a vacation was because I have always throughout my life felt a... Felt a sense that I'm needed where I am. And like if I were to remove myself from the picture, all these things would come crashing down kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And going to Hawaii for 10 days in the midst of everything at home being pretty nuts, like totally nutty, as you know, <laughs> um, yeah. I realized that I was I that was a story I was sort of telling myself. It turns out that leaving home for 10 days, everyone got along just fine. In fact, (laughs) certain things may have even been better, right? Mm. I was certainly better (laughs) because I'm actually relaxing for the first time in 33 freaking years.
1: That must have been very humbling to realize, oh, you're not quite the central spoke, you know, in all of those things that you thought you were. 100%.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just, yeah, I, I can totally relate to what you were going through um it, in a different way but also mm. in kind of a weird mirroring kind of way i feel like we were going through similar things just from different you know <laughs> different parts of the of the spectrum we'll say or different uh places on the road
1: yeah absolutely uh, there's this weird thing that happens where as you look around you see yourself and everyone else so when I hang out with you, I start to mirror you and you start to mirror me. And there's this weird incestuous little kind of feedback loop that happens. Mm. And I've started noticing it. Oh, there are like people at work that really annoy me because they remind me of parts of me I don't like, <laughs> you know, or there's like friends who are like mirroring this other part, like someone I used to be or someone I maybe would like to be, but that's not so good for me or whatever, you know, like, like we're all just kind of. Interconnected in this weird way, which when you start paying attention to it, it's slightly maddening. It's like, oh, I can't I can't talk to anyone without talking to me.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, people fundamentally want to express themselves to other people. I feel like it's like if if you were the last person on earth and there was no one to talk to, you would you know, I don't know, would you be able God, to li- sound good. Would you be well it sounds good, but would you be able to do it? It's like <laughs> uh you know it sounds good on paper, but actually <laughs> <laughs> i I don't know, but people fundamentally they need to be around other people they need to be able to communicate with others and i and I think something that's not talked about enough is the way that um the way we choose friendships and the way that we choose who to interact with and all this stuff you know can feed into um the worst aspects of our personality. Um, That whole birds of a feather flock together, you know, saying is pretty true. Absolutely. And just like the internet, (laughs) you, well, I got to relate it to technology, Andrew. This is a technology show. Um, Yeah, it, it does become a feedback loop. And the people that you tend to gravitate toward are people that you can most relate to or people that are going to give you, Kind of, you know, more of already, like, who, who you already are or or you already agree with this. God, that is so gross when you actually say it out loud. It is. And, well, and this is something that I've noticed about my own friendships and, like, over time, I've gotten away from the sorts of people that are basically just mirror images of me. And yeah. more toward people that definitely disagree or definitely will challenge me. I I love the I I love being your friend because we are in different places of the road. If we're on the same place, this would be the most boring fucking show, Andrew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you know, it would just it would just be a feedback loop.
1: Yeah, and the. The bigger danger is that it might be a feedback loop that feeds the wrong parts of you, totally. the parts you actually maybe want to move away from.
0: Well, if you have any, and everyone has an addictive personality to one degree or another, it's just a matter of what are you addicted to, mm. and uh, you know that's how that's how bad relationships happen. That's how you get codependency um, sure. and all all this garbage that you really don't want. Um, and and the the way it's like the internet is it's it's just it's you know it's this feedback loop problem where algorithms are giving you more of what you already what, what what they know that you want um and you're never really growing so like who who you choose to surround yourself with has a lot to do with personal development hmm. you know uh, you got to you got to get a you got to get away from well two things you got to get away from people that are just like you cuz you're not that good <laughs> <laughs> you really aren't. <laughs> and you really don't want to be around more of you. And yep. then two, um, you don't want to be around hyper-negative people. You know, this is something that I've been grappling with over the last uh, year or so, is I've I, i I've developed really close personal relationships with, with people over time. And, and then I found that, wow, this person's actually just really negative all the time. Like, literally... <laughs> They get out of bed and they're just pissed off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and, and wow. their whole identity is tied to being pissed off. And it's like, wow, shit. Mm. And then I finally realized, like, I can't be around this, especially with what's going on in my life. Like, yeah. I don't need this seeping in. Um, <laughs> cause I got real stuff going on. It's like, I got kids. I got to take care of my kids. I got to figure out how to be a dad. I got to figure out how to, you know, have a job and, Real life stuff. Who has time for bullshit where where people are just like negative all the time about something that is really, um, you know, fairly inconsequential?
1: Yeah. Well, my solution to all of this has been getting really, really small and really quiet. Mm. And in my mind, when I can start hearing that voice trying to figure out, oh, am I doing well today? Am I achieving my goals today? Am I am I doing really well because I'm swimming every morning? And that's kind of, and that shows diligence. And here I go, rah, rah, rah. Or the other way around, like, oh, fuck, I can still barely do four laps in the pool and I'm you know, getting <laughs> pissed off with people at work. You know, whenever I hear that voice, I just say, oh, no, nope, that's a story. Hmm. Breathe, focus. Like, I'll feel my fingertips. I'll think about, like, as I'm walking, I'll pay attention to my footsteps and... Kind of imagine ripples where I'm walking almost. Yeah. Just do anything I can to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just shut up. Just stop talking. Just stop thinking even. Just reduce all of that and get smaller, smaller, smaller. I almost want to take up like the smallest amount of (laughs) existential cultural space possible. So I don't have any social media apps of any kind installed. I go back and forth on Apple News because I'm enjoying reading the news lately, but I keep deleting it as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Read whatever you want to do with that. Um, and I just get up in the morning and I do my little meditation and I go to swim, make my cacao, I watch the sunrise, listen to some music or an Alan Watts lecture or a bunch of Jordan Peterson lately. And I go to work, then I come home and I do a bit of cooking, do another little meditation, write in my diary, draw a tree, and then go to sleep. Wow. And it's weirdly addicting. To not have all of that chitter chattery stuff coming in from the outside world and also from my inside world, mm. just kind of floating along on that kind of in, bes- in between capital capital S self and lowercase s self. Mm. And when I'm able to do that, it's really nice. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah. And just weirdly blissful almost. But then when I stop remembering to do that and start feeding those stories again then it all goes to shit and (laughs) me and the universe basically seem to have this deal where as soon as I start misbehaving I just get fucking slapped back down onto on course so the reason I'm not like you know outputting a lot or (laughs) talking to a lot of people because it's just it's just kind of too like even having this conversation is almost too much a little bit like it's sort of veering into like oh okay I'm gonna have to like pull back after this so that's basically my, my that's my hobby right now, shutting the fuck up.
0: <laughs> this is something I'm really bad at. I I don't know how, I don't know how <laughs> really to sick? shut I don't know how to shut the fuck up, Andrew. Did you know that? Yeah,
1: yeah I I traveled with you for ten days, and I, and even when you're not talking, I can like hear your mind and those cogs spinning away. Always waiting for my turn to talk.
0: Always yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not usually wait. Well, and and it gets it's worse because like I will be talking over somebody like like you said, even if
1: I'm not speaking. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's really obvious because you come back and reply to another conversation. Totally. Like, oh, I'm just like I'm outside of the actual conversation that's happening.
0: One thing I will do in a conversation is I will grapple onto something that the other person has said and i mm. will be so caught up in that one thing that they mentioned and i'm like <laughs> i got to i got to go back to that cuz i had yes. a thought and believe me it's important you know <laughs> um my brain just you know i i it's an issue and it's uh it's something that you know as a freaking person who's trying to interview people on a podcast it's something to definitely be aware of mm. because the last thing i want to do is sort of just have my own conversation when I'm actually trying to (laughs) listen to people and have, you know, a back and forth dialogue. Like if the point of of a podcast is to have a back and forth dialogue, then being the kind of person that's constantly interrupting the other person, even if it's only in in, in your mind or whatever, and then like waiting for your turn to speak. (laughs) And then like it becomes this power, you know, power struggle, dominance hierarchy thing yeah and uh i struggle with it like hardcore like even right now i feel as though i've interrupted you
1: <laughs> <laughs> on podcasts i think you're self-aware enough and you've got a little flashing recording button so you sort of um also sometimes when i've edited i've sort of hidden some of those abrupt turns now I think about it. but <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um but yeah no I, and but i don't think you're unique in that like i think you may be a Extreme example of that, but everyone's sort of having their own conversation in their head while the conversation is happening, and sure. they're only loosely following reality, kind of. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, like I mean, there's at least like twelve things from the last thing that you said that I want to go back to. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, the real pro interviewers uh, they make like a little they make a little like a n- uh, little list in their head, or even on paper. It's like, Ooh. oh, that's a keyword I want to get back to. But they're very good yeah. at like practicing presence. Well the appearance of presence at the very least. Hmm.
0: Like a notepad? I don't I don't know how I don't know how to do this, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make an app. For we'll make an app. There you go. That's <laughs> that's the solution. Hey menu bar listeners. I'm excited to talk to you today about Audible. Now, I'm subscribed to a lot of stuff, you know, Netflix, Hulu, but you know my hands down favorite digital subscription services? It's Audible. I'm someone who loves to read, but I find that audiobooks just fit better into my long commutes. And if you listen to podcasts, listen, you're already halfway there to being an audiobook listener. Audiobooks, just like podcasts, are perfect for workouts, walking the dog, waiting in traffic and listen. I have the perfect audiobook recommendation for menu bar listeners. I just recently listened to The Secret History of Twin Peaks by Mark Frost. If you listen to the Menu Bar, chances are you might also be a Twin Peaks fan. Well, your Twin Peaks experience isn't complete without this book by Mark Frost. It's a fantastic listen that brings together members of the cast and some newcomers to create an indispensable part of the Twin Peaks canon. It weaves odd events in real history into the fabric of the Twin Peaks universe in very cool, unexpected ways. I can't recommend the Secret History of Twin Peaks by Mark Frost. Enough. And if you head over to audible.com/menu, that's M-E-N-U right now, you can start a free trial with Audible and get one credit towards that book or any other book that might interest you. No one on Earth has more audiobook content than Audible, and it's only getting better. Alongside one credit towards any book of your choosing per month, members also get exclusive audio fitness programs, Audible originals, and lots more. Seriously, it's a no-brainer. Sign up at audible.com slash menu. That's M-E-N-U, audible.com slash menu. Or you can text the word menu to 500500 500 to get started. Thanks so much to our friends at Audible and back to the show. So I want, I want to get back to something that you said. You said that you've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson. I feel like that's going to be... Yeah. A flag for some of our listeners.
1: <laughs> Andrew,
0: what are you doing?
1: What, what are you am doing, I doing? Buddy?
0: Don't you know that that guy is someone you don't listen to?
1: <laughs> you definitely don't. You definitely don't talk about listening to him out loud. Or,
0: you know, or uh, I, and I've gone through this with, gosh, a number of people that we've talked about on this show. Uh, but particularly mm. um, Sam Harris. You know, Sam Harris still makes like my favorite podcast on the Internet and but a lot of people hate the dude and this is i mean this is the thing about everything right now it's like i want to i want to so want everything in me wants to have a reasonable discussion about some of the most interesting people or or Mm -hmm. thoughts from the most interesting people but because of this climate that that we find ourselves in it's just uh it's super scary i'm sitting here second guessing everything it's like like people don't know what I think of Jordan Peterson, but can we even like talk about that? Is it okay? What will happen? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, what if the, what if someone hears it and they get the idea that, you know, whatever I'm, I'm part of something that they've, they've predetermined in their head. They, then they, they, you know, interpret the worst possible version of what I could possibly think into, into what I say. Um, now with a podcast, it's a little bit easier with, Twitter, it's impossible, right? <laughs> that kind of nuance. But I guess, so I'm curious, what what about Jordan Peterson has been interest, interesting you lately?
1: I think you can, I think that whole spiel you just gave is uh, a bit of a bullshit lie.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's, let's, <laughs> uh, that's not what I expected. Let's, okay, let's get into that. Sure.
1: <laughs> what I just said was a bullshit lie. I don't think it, I don't I don't think it matters at all what people think of you and your interest in Jordan Peterson. Hmm. And in fact I think it would be really powerful for us to have him on the show, which I think we can probably work on. Sure. Um, that whole fearful idea you have like, like well, but, but what will people think? They'll dismiss me, blah blah. That's just fear. It
0: is. It is it is
1: fear. That's just a little this is that's this little little identity fear. That you don't want to, you you want to, you don't want to lose people. You don't want to, stopping out of influence or manipulate them or something like that. I think you can drop all of that because people aren't here for the shy Zach. Sure, they're here for the you who who like brings out his baseball bat and swings for the fences. That's what I'm here for.
0: It's a very politician like way to think. Um, it's been, yeah, it's it's highly manipulative. Well. It, it, Use that word as though it's so bad. No, I totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I totally. Yep. And but I mean, this is the thing that we're all doing all the time. And it, it, this is this is the real meat of what we should be talking about all the time mm. on this show, is yeah. the fact that people are afraid. I don't think I'm unique at all in saying Absolutely something not. like I'm literally afraid to talk about someone or or yep. a a subject. <laughs> uh because it's paralyzing to think mm. how people
1: might react or w- what is the f- what is the fear of that like how people might react pull that string how might how might they react
0: well so i went through a bit a fair amount of it um in the aftermath of like trump being elected um mm. so my reaction to trump was this like visceral sense of oh my god everyone that I agree with or or the the side that I more lean toward, which is like progressive and, and liberal or whatever, we have utterly failed in some way that like mm-hmm. my first reaction to losing is always like, what did we do wrong? You know, yeah. and this 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 seems true if you're, you know, doing, um you know, creating a product in a company. It's like, oh, the thing didn't work like, oh, air power didn't work. We can't ship it. Like <laughs> it turns out, physics don't work that way, right? Um, <laughs> it turns out, but but you know that was my first reaction to to, to Trump being elected. This was like mm. something so freaking left field. It was like as bad as that car accident the other day. It's like, boom! yeah. And then it, it seemed so outside the bounds of reality that this thing happened. So it really messed with me in a really hardcore way. That this could happen, uh, that this this person who mm, has such extreme points of view and such a uh, is so clearly like not the person who you want your kids looking up to as president, mm-hmm. right? And that was the thing that I kept coming back to. Like this is just not somebody that I'm okay with my kids knowing is president. <laughs> 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 this is like the number one thing in my head. But I I went insane and I started. Having conversations with people on the other side, I started trying to work out because work out through uh other people that i dis- that definitely disagree with me um work out ways in which we failed you know um and also see like what grievances or concerns were were legitimate that caused this to happen um and I was hoping for a moment of, like, self-reflection on the part of of Democrats and progressives to kind of try to, like, work out, like, maybe, you know, maybe calling the whole other side deplorable and racist was <laughs> a bad idea, right? Yeah. That's totally not what happened in the aftermath of Trump. What happened instead is actually everybody kind of doubled and tripled down on that kind of rhetoric. Mm. And we became even more galvanized for perfectly, like, good reasons but it's not the right way to go doesn't seem like it, it hasn't worked <laughs> right <laughs> but anyway so you know, where where does the where does the fear come from um I, you know when i went crazy on twitter and started like talking about this stuff in a real kind of open way and started getting into things like you know should people be able to be you know um pitchforked off of campuses for speaking things like that yeah um well not with well this person this person definitely should go and but these people over here they're okay and it's like everything has just become so extreme and i would people are coming after me saying you're a nazi you're normalizing this you're normalizing that yeah. you you are the problem um Whereas I was kind of coming at it intellectually and trying to just simply parse apart what's happened, what is actually going on uh, on either side of this debate. And what I found is the extremism totally exists on both sides, but you can't say that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> This is like the, literally the worst thing that you can say um, if you want to be friends with Uh, your fellow liberals in fact you can no longer say fellow liberals because as far as they're concerned you're out it's like no you can't say that there's that there's a problem or an extremism that exists on both sides so like this is just a minor example of why i'm fearful is because i i did receive a ton of retaliation and uh people reading the worst possible interpretation of what I was saying into everything I was saying on Twitter. Um so it scared me off from talking about anything political. It it scared me off from frankly talking about anything that's real. Hmm. Um and I think that we are all kind of going through this. Like nobody wants to talk about what happened with James Gunn. Not really, right? <laughs> um and if they do want to talk about it, you know James Gunn is the guy who uh who got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy, for anyone who doesn't know, but and because of a tweet <laughs> from like 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the whole thing is like, guys, everybody, just, if we're going to do this thing where we're going to dig up, you know, the worst things in people's um, past or like maybe even minor things, like you just said something on the internet um, at a time when everyone was fucking off on the internet. You know, like, no, nobody was <laughs> paying that much attention to things they were saying on the internet. And, uh, you know, humans are not really that great. And we all have, you know, moments of, of screwing up. And we've definitely had them throughout our lives. Yeah. You know, you could dig up the shit I was saying at 14 on the internet. Fuck. I'm fucked. You're <laughs> fucked. Everyone is fucked, right? Yeah. It's like if someone hates you, they're going to get you absolutely. Uh if if this is the game that you're going to play. It's like they're
1: going to get you absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to get you absolutely. Yeah. W- what is absolute in that? Uh well, if someone if someone
0: wants to you know, destroy XYZ person on the internet. I mean, the whole thing is the reason why James Gunn was gone after is because, you know, the people on the right were getting tired of being destroyed um, or thrown off of platforms or whatever. So they're starting to go after liberals, you know? So they dug up some old tweets of James Gunn's and they, they made it happen. They got Disney to fire him overnight. Mm -hmm. Right. No investigation, no nothing. It's like, but we're not going to have a larger conversation about whether or not this is ever okay.
1: Instead, we're playing favorites.
0: Mm. And I think that's bullshit.
1: Well, we'll only have that. We're only going to have that conversation if there's someone with a spine to stand up and have it. And it's strange to me that you shy away from that so easily on this. Like it it almost seems out of character for you.
0: It is it, it is out of character for me
1: to shy away from it,
0: mm. um, but I don't want to be destroyed.
1: It's so strange. Like what you, what is at stake here?
0: I suppose my my reputation online. Right. Gotcha. So it's an ego thing. Well, it's an yeah, absolutely, it's an ego <laughs> thing. But it's also a pragmatic thing. So it's like I
1: think. See, I think you should be leaning in the other direction. To- totally. I think you should be the guy who has those conversations and actually can sort of win people over, and they realize, oh, actually, I hadn't thought of it like that. Because you already do that with Apple and you know, kind of safe stuff. Sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what I do is I, I the reason why I talk about technology as much as I do is because that is the mm. safe stuff to talk about. If you mm. really want to know what I'd like to talk about,
1: <laughs> that's the stuff that's gonna get me in trouble. Sure. But uh very hollow though. Like the safe stuff is the reason it's safe is because there's nothing at stake. Totally. No one actually cares no one actually cares about Apple. There I said it. Totally. So, yeah, and, and
0: I started this show kind of with the intention of getting into some real issues in the technology mm. world, like the way that technology is kind of reshaping the way we think, the way our brains mm. work, and, and all that the stuff. The way we perform. Absolutely. I started this show with that idea, but we then we started with Apple, basically because, mm. if I'm being dead honest, <laughs> I started with Apple because Apple drives the, drives the traffic,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: And it's like and I know I can talk about it. I can talk about Apple in my sleep and I'm pretty (laughs) okay at doing um, some some Apple analysis. Right. And so I leaned into that at first and then with the idea that, okay, well, but we'll 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 get into some interesting territory over time. We kind of did. But now I've kind of fallen into a situation where now I'm kind of just doing interviews and it's cool, and I'm bringing on some interesting people and getting into some super interesting conversations. But are they like the conversations that I want to have? Mm, not really, right? So
1: I hope none of them are listening. But
0: yeah, no, I'm, I mean, well, whatever, right? The, the the point is that um, I'm you know, I've I've enjoyed doing this show more than I've yeah. enjoyed my crew, you know, any creative thing I've ever put out there probably because mm-hmm. at least it's successful right <laughs> um but yeah it, it is it where I want it to be is it like the best version of myself that it could possibly be absolutely not there's a lot more that I could do and I think that what you're getting into here um absolutely like I I'm I'm with you I I agree that uh I should not be afraid you know, mm. and it's interesting, well, particularly
1: because the fear is all in your mind. There is not there there is nothing actually at stake. Like it's not like you're you're not gonna lose your kids because you have Jordan Peterson on your podcast. <laughs> probably, <laughs> like right, no, nothing real is at stake. Sure, yeah, and in fact, I think the job you are being hired to do is to talk about things that other people know they want to talk about and hear about but can't quite put into words and can't generate themselves. Yeah. I think that might be your superpower.
0: Yeah. I mean ideally I would like I would like a show like this to be an outlet for the sorts of people that um are having the same same thoughts that I am, um, mm. but can't articulate or they feel the fear. You're right. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. We all know something is wrong with the left. Absolutely. Like we know it's not quite what it thinks it is but we can't quite but it's hard to even acknowledge that thought like Mm. there's a there's kind of like a deeper undercurrent that i sense which is this feeling of if we're the good guys why are we so bad at it why is this so difficult (laughs) why are we so ineffectual Mm. and then you sort and then you start so for me i've started listening to jordan peterson and uh joe rogan who's sort of you know like like he's super liberal but you know in 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 podcast apps he's recommended among sort of things of like a sort of center or slightly right leaning group even though he's crazy liberal that's the, that's the insane world we live in he's part
0: of what uh i think it was wired wired did a piece uh not too long ago where i, I they kind of lumped all these people in as the what they called the intellectual dark web and mm. i think jordan peterson was on the list yeah. ben shapiro sam harris um, Eric Weinstein and, and just, yeah, Dave Rubin says tons of people. And they're people that are like, literally like on the far left and on the far right. Um, or not even far, like they're just hmm. people who think a lot
1: <laughs> and yeah. they have open dialogue. And that's the crazy thing that we feel as yeah, pretty progressive liberal type people that we're not allowed to have those conversations. And that is a massive red flag, which... I've now busted through, and I'm listening to whatever crazy sure. thing I can sort of get my hands on because I want to know. I want to know what this stuff is actually about because it can't because it isn't about the things that we sort of think it's about.
0: Hmm. I mean, it, most of the like like the stuff that 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 people knock um, Jordan Peterson on is like, well, he went on the wrong
1: person's show. Or like <laughs> yeah.
0: Or like he associates with the wrong people. It's like well, yeah. what the fuck does that even mean?
1: It's a really bad it's a really bad argument. The left is so bad at arguing things. It's it's amazing. Right. Like they fall into every every bad underhanded tactic of argument is something people on the left use on a regular basis. And I did. Like a year ago, I was there like feeling pretty good about myself and pretty righteous for retweeting anti some random Republican Sure you know whatever like it's like and I'm not I wasn't even living in America at that point I'm Australian uh you know in a manner of speaking sure um but it's crazy to think oh I was sort of part of that I was working that sort of that kind of PR machine that progressive people are sort of all involved in and sort of keeping the wheels turning on and it's really weird and really dark and also really boring because it's totally ineffectual it can't reach anyone it can't convert anyone and it doesn't seem to be very good at Eliciting political kind of change.
0: Well, gosh, there's
1: there's there's, there's, <laughs> there's I didn't think Let's we were going to
0: get like into the politics. Like the <laughs> the thing, um, I'm trying to think of like general ways to talk about this because obviously, as I stated earlier, when, so like you're you're identifying there's a problem with the left. I would so partially because I want to qualify this and make sure that people understand, but also because. Uh, I think it's important just to point out the extremism is totally all over the it's everywhere. It's permeated. It's like, this is, this is where Trump Trump comes from. And the reaction to Trump comes from a similar place. And Mm. these two things in the same room are not, are not progress. And removing nuance and removing subtlety and removing complexity of of uh, of of ideas isn't helping. Yeah. Um, But that's exactly what we're doing. It's like it's like, well, why can't why can't we have a conversation about the stuff that Sam Harris is talking about that Jordan Peterson is talking about? it's just it's because frankly it's just not extreme enough for people and it's it's become a situation
1: and I understand it it's, it's it's kind of it's a kind of zealotry like oh well, if you really believed what you said, you wouldn't even listen to this person it's like well that's what the that's what this you know the the inquisitions were about it's not really too far from any of that,
0: and it is easy for two white guys on a podcast to sort of say this because we probably are not even probably, we are not being affected the worst by what's happening out there. Totally get that. And I acknowledge that. But at the same time, you gotta be able to have conversations. (laughs) Someone's gotta talk about it. It's not, it isn't, there there is no excuse to fall into the rhetoric and the extremes. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter where you're coming from. And it's like, on these issues, like, well should we be destroying people online uh for things they tweeted 10 years ago it's like we really need to come up with ways to deal with this stuff there was a guy who was on um sam harris's show recently i can't remember who he was um but if i can if i can find a link i'll put it in the show notes uh but he he made the argument that like in ca- in cases where there are people with with a lot, you know, where there's a mob basically clamoring for someone to be fired or they're super offended about something. Like the thing for a company to do is to absolutely like not fire that person. The yeah. like that's the last thing <laughs> they should do in the immediate aftermath of that situation. Now, you investigate it, you take it super seriously, but you don't just fire that person. And the reason the reason why. Is because you just you can't know that claims made online or that uh, a tweet that you have from ten years ago. You can't know unless if you do the full investigation. Like, has James Gunn grown as a person? Yes or no? Like, (laughs) right? It's like (laughs) holding people against something that they did. However long ago, when they were a different person, for all time, that's the like most unliberal thing I've ever heard of.
1: It's like, it's like you've often said is that um, oftentimes political, what people stand for politically, just kind of swaps. It kind of flips around. It does, and this isn't you know, it's like uh, that, like the the
0: religious extremism of, of the 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 right has like sort of like from the 90s and stuff where they were, you know, constantly trying. Yeah, Puritans, trying to censor everything and trying to stop free speech and all this stuff. Wow, here we are, flipping sides. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but this speech needs to be censored, Zach. Ex- right. And this is, this is the crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, This is the crazy shit. And this is, this is the stuff that I've hinted at when I've talked about like the power of corporations these days, companies mm. like Amazon and Apple and Google and all this stuff. We now have a situation where corporations are disrupting government across the planet. And that's something real that needs to be discussed. There needs something real that needs to be talked about. What does free speech mean in a situation where, effectively, it has nothing to do with law? If James mm-hmm. Gunn can get fired over something he tweeted, you know, ten years ago, um, that has nothing to do with law. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's just mob stuff should we be doing that? Is that a good idea? We these are the questions that we we really need to be asking and and corporations need to be asking themselves because it's no longer government that really has control over this stuff. It's the platform owners. It's the people who own these platforms. That's yeah. why I'm doing a technology show. That's why we're talking about that you know that's why I initially wanted to uh get in get into this stuff is that Increasingly over time, I just see the accumulation of power, more and more and more, uh, being in the hands of these mega corporations, and their their abs. The, the only way through all of this, I feel like, is together and having as many conversations as possible before making swift decisions about mm-hmm. how you know how things ought to be or who we should fire over what or, or whatever, you know, I don't know. (laughs) This is more, this is definitely more real than I've been on this show in a while. Andrew see, look, this is what happens when I
1: bring you back. (laughs) This is why you got to keep me around. We balance each other. My goodness, sir.
0: (laughs) You've destroyed my show. Good job. (laughs) It only
1: takes one episode. It only takes one. There's one thing in there, which I just kept on thinking about. Um, which is honesty, which Mm. is that people need to start getting really – well, they don't have to. They could. (laughs) Need is a weird word. (laughs) Perhaps people should consider getting honest with themselves Mm. and that being outraged feels really good and mobbing someone feels good and it feels righteous and it feels empowering and it has all of these emotional uh, feedback systems at play there where – people are kind of enjoying being scared of trump and feeling like they're part of the hashtag resistance and you know people are scared and people are resisting that's all fine but there's all these other sort of stories and plot lines happening within people's psyches and within kind of culture at large yeah and when you start stepping back from that it stops being so it stops being so clear what people are actually fighting for and it stops being something where people can really even understand themselves because once you start seeing your real your real motives and that you don't really know what you want and that you don't really know who you are (laughs) and you don't know why you're participating in this elaborate kind of cultural dance then it sort of it lowers the volume on everything and i feel like if people started doing that maybe some of these conversations could start to happen whereas right now people are just in kind of a fever state they're dancing around the fire you know singing and beating drums and just kind of getting off on the whole thing but the answer and kind of any kind of truth doesn't really lie in that direction. The truth, I think, at least starts in looking at yourself, you know, looking at your mirror and saying, who the fuck am I? What am I doing? Mm. Like, why, why do I feel like I'm a victim of everyone? What am I doing to make my life better? Which is, bringing it all back to Jordan Peterson, what I'm really enjoying about his stuff is that it's not really about all the political stuff. Like, it is a little bit, but mostly it's about... Like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you doing? You're, you're here pointing the finger at other people, but your life's a mess. You're a mess. You, you can't even turn off your mind. You can't, you're not fit. You're not eating well. You're not looking after yourself. Your family's a wreck and you don't have any idea where you're doing, what you're doing or where you're going. <laughs> yeah. So sit down, clean your room, do up your tie, learn to learn to iron your shirts first. Then maybe you can like step out into the world and start casting an eye out there, but probably not because you're really dumb. like that's the that's the jordan peterson message you're a bit of a piece of shit so work on that
0: and that's you know and 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 most well most of the most of the people that i know that um that have thoughts on jordan peterson haven't gone far enough to find that out to find out that his message is really kind of just uh just get your shit in order and when, yeah. he ta- when he talks about you, he's talking about himself. Like there's something super humble about the way that he talks about this stuff. He's like, I'm not that good, right? Yeah. And you're <laughs> definitely not that good, right? Yeah. Nobody is that good. Everybody is in a different relative place in their journey. And the mm. question is, can you take a look at yourself and have an honest assessment? Of where of where you're at and who you are and what you're doing,
1: you know. And and can you stop? Can you stop lying for long enough to actually do that? And I think most people can't. Definitely turns out I can't.
0: Right. And then what the hell does that message have to do with him being a Nazi? I don't. You know <laughs> what I mean?
1: It's Nazis. Well known for being very introspective.
0: Yeah. And it, does he does he come after uh, liberals? Absolutely. But on on like. On issues where you know he he's being told to shut up,
1: mm. you know,
0: <laughs> for telling people to be please, you know, to, to please be better, to yeah. um, to to help yourself. Like one of the things he does is he works with you know students to do, you know, these, particularly young men, yeah, particularly young men, um, to plan out their future and like sit there and write out like what is it that you want to have what is it who do you really who do you want to be
1: if you were someone who actually cared about yourself what would you do right
0: and when people go through this process of of writing this stuff down they become a lot more likely to you know be headed in that direction um you know it's just it's just it's like the dude just isn't what people
1: think yeah But we're not allowed to say that. Me and you have been nervous about even having this conversation on this podcast, which we make, you know, which is like, we're not kowdowing down to anyone. We're not part of a network or anything like that. And even we're like, oh, that feels very controversial to say. I don't know two people,
0: you know, more liberal than you and I on (laughs) social issues. Yeah. But we are not into bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. We aren't into... Let's just pile onto something because everybody else is piling onto something, or let's just lockstep because everybody else is fucking locking step. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I've been doing a fair amount of that, but it feels good not doing that on this episode, Andrew.
1: I'm going to be honest, yeah. <laughs> you know, because being real. It, here's the weird thing I've learned over these last couple of years of crazy travel and woo-woo nonsense. Even though it hurts, growing feels good. The pain of swimming and trying to use muscles and build up core strength, it hurts and it sucks but that's kind of what it's about and it ultimately feels so much better than just staying at home eating another bag of doritos but it's really hard it's really hard to describe that like the best i can say is like there is kind of a yin and yang thing happening there is that you do need both and too much of either turns to ash in your mouth right be you left be you right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the uh the hard way it turns out is easier in the end
1: yeah (laughs) right and you're a man who's spent a long time doing kind of the opposite of that, you know, Like doing really hard things, but kind of the but kind of the easy way through those hard things, which actually turns out to be harder. Totally. Yeah. Sort of mm. self-sabotage, taking the yeah. the easy route
0: to through things that are actually really, really hard, mm. not uh, taking into account the um, and being a person who talks endlessly about how <laughs> like, oh, Talk, 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 talk. Yeah, you, you, you can't skip steps, Andrew. You can't skip steps. Yeah. Did you know that? <laughs> Did you know that? And it's like, but actually, I'm full of shit, and I'm not following. Like we all do this. <laughs> yep. It's like the most cliche thing in the world is that we all give advice that we can't fucking follow ourselves. Mm. And I, that's something that I've been doing endlessly throughout my life. Is yeah, um, feels good. It totally feels good. It's a di- it's addictive behavior. It's uh, it's all that stuff. And it's like, yeah not the episode i expected to have with you andrew um but it's 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 been cool are you wrapping it up i didn't say i was wrapping up anything
1: okay
0: i'm just saying this is not the episode i expected yeah. to have okay this is what i expected mm. i had
1: ulterior motives you had ulterior motives you wanted to destroy my show maybe it has to be reborn maybe um, i think people are crying out for something real anything real we live these, I keep thinking about this lately when I see other people on their phones. And here, see, here I am telling a story like, oh, look at me, I don't use my phone. It's like, Fucking yes, I do. I'm just doing other nonsense crap. on it. I just don't <laughs> happen to be wasting time on social media, but I'm wasting plenty of time on other things. Ridiculous. Totally. But it's like we live these virtual lives and we ourselves become virtual within it. And the emotions we're feeling start to be kind of virtual. And it's just all this layer of, it's totally surface level kind of performance and angst and emotion, but there's so little substance to it. Seeing like going for a meal and like Instagramming it and then tweeting about it while you're there with your, you know, <laughs> on a date, something's very wrong with that image. That's not what our souls want. <laughs> that doesn't nourish us. We, I think, we're all like working really hard to cheat ourselves of real experiences which maybe is why Hawaii was very challenging for us because suddenly, oh, this is a real thing. This this is outside of our experience. This is something which is very tangible and there's no hiding and there's no manipulating and there's no hiding behind a funny, jokey, cartoony avatar, you know, as we've both done. Mm. And it's really confronting. It's really confronting to find out who you really are and who your friend actually is. Sure. But in between all of that is that I think people are absolutely desperate for something real. And I think that's why people like Trump. Because even though he's kind of a bullshit artist faker, it feels more real. Listening to him feels more real than Hillary or anyone in the sort of Democrats at the moment. It feels there's at least kind of an emotional uh, anchor to it. Even if that anchor is just frustration and outrage and narcissism, at least it's slightly real. At least it's got something to it. So I think this show and you and your whole thing, if you could, if we could tap into some of that genuineness and stop hiding, then this maybe could actually take off and be something which really kind of wows people as we've sort of teased the edges a little bit. But, you know, me and you are kind of, we're we're cowards. We we hide a lot.
0: Absolutely. I mean, um, like, you know, we had Robin Hanson on the show and... Like a week later from us having Robin Hansen on the show, he was involved in some super controversy. And I, <laughs> I, like, and it wasn't like I didn't even, it was just, it was BS what he was being dragged into. Yeah. And, um, I'm sitting here freaking out, like, oh my god, we had Robin Hansen on the show. Mm. We need we, to disavow we, him. We need to disavow him. <laughs> or here's a, another good example. Let's like just reveal all of the all of the behind the scenes drama right here. Like we had an episode with uh, with Marco Arment on episode what five or I think it was. Yep. Episode was called uh, "Make Mac Great Again." <laughs> I got endless <laughs> shit for that endless shit for this that the episode was called that because we were normalizing a fray a phrase of of the nazis Mm. or the the so-called nazis and it's like it's like we were it's like just a jokey title like it just came (laughs) up in the episode as we were talking dude like it's not what you whatever the hell like again reading the worst possible interpretation into something Mm. it's like seriously (laughs) <laughs> Just something that was
1: mentioned in the show. But we chose to listen to that. We chose, we're, we're an active participant within that exchange. Totally. We could be, we could be sort of taking the high ground saying like, I hear you, I get it. Thank you for your feedback. Let me tell you how
0: freaked out about that I was. So some, I'm not going to say who, but someone fairly um, influential in the community made a big fuss about that. Was and, it Stephen Hackett? Um, no, it's <laughs> Stephen Hackett no it was uh someone who works at apple that's gotcha. all i'll say uh but uh he made a fuss about it and said we Let's were call no- him tom cake <laughs> he we he said we were normalizing trump or whatever by having this phrase as our podcast title it's like yeah this is just bullshit this has <laughs> nothing to do with anything but let me tell you how freaked out i was i was yeah. on the phone for hours with people that i know trying to get advice about what to do i thought the show was over at that point i seriously thought there was a huge possibility that we were going to be like lumped in with the alt-right or something for having Mm -hmm. a jokey title (laughs) 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 it's fucking crazy right (laughs) but like that's that's how uh paralyzing this this stuff is and i don't think Mm. i'm I don't think I'm. I think I suck for not overcoming it, but I think I'm also not unique in any way.
1: Sure. And I think
0: it's something that we should absolutely just start fucking talking about. What do we really have to lose? Yeah, yeah. What does anyone have to lose? Right.
1: Absolutely. And, gosh, I it's it's frustrating. But again, the frustration is something you're choosing. I'll tell you what I thought of that. Yeah, I laughed, <laughs> read the tweets. I yeah. thought, huh. Interesting, and then I just went skipping along with my day. And they just moved on. Yeah, like it was like an unfair, and like you know, and to be fair, there's you know a bit of a difference of level in of investment and that kind of thing uh, in this, which speaks to some of that. But also sure. for some reason, I'm just kind of I'm very laissez-faire when it comes to that kind of thing. But I also haven't been hurt by tweets in the same way you have, which is why you should join my twelve-step program and, twi- and quit Twitter it's called quitter.
0: Well, I've I've chilled way out on Twitter. There's things I don't I don't talk about anymore on Twitter. Um just on the on the pure basis of it's just kind of the wrong platform to have those kinds of conversations. Also realizing like I don't need to have a freaking opinion about everything. Mm. You know, I don't really need to have a take just because everybody else has a take about all the things. Uh, mm. although lately I'm guilty cause Apple event, whatever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's something that I need to get over. And I think that in order for this show to get better in order for it to be the kind of show that I really want it to be, I think it's something that I definitely have to get over. So I actually, Andrew, I appreciate you calling out my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime buddy. I think it's a conversation that needed to happen on this show. honestly, mm.
1: It's funny we chose to do it in public, but that's just our thing.
0: That's just, it's whatever, right? <laughs> it's totally
1: cool. This is like, yeah. this is like, hey,
0: here's a real episode of the show <laughs> <laughs> where I'm not, where neither of us are hiding and we're actually just talking about stuff, you know? Yeah. So where do we go from here, Andrew? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, like, do we, do we just, uh, you know, bring on whoever we want and have whatever conversation that we want? Is that what we're doing now? Is that the thing? Is that Is there any point to have a podcast other than doing that? That's a good point. I don't know. There's a lot of bullshit podcasts where people just, <laughs> just talk about the, the bullshit of the week. And those, yeah. those seem to do pretty okay, Andrew. We're not here for okay. Do we have to do the hard thing, man? <laughs> we do. Damn it.
1: Okay, fine. Evolution, Evolution. takes time. <laughs> It
0: does.